Hey, y'all, folks. Welcome back. To Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies, <laughs> and we are back with some suggestions for you of what to watch this weekend on streaming. And I'm going to kick it over to Paul. Oh, why, hello, Renee. So today, my first film, I'm going to slip on my high heels for <laughs> Death Walks on High Heels from 1971, uh, currently playing on Tubi. This is a giallo. If you, folks who are not familiar with what giallos are, they are Italian thrillers. Um, very popular, especially in the 70s and 80s, uh, often very stylish. They're called giallos because that's Italian for yellow because that was the color of like mystery, pulp mystery novels like Mickey Spillane and stuff uh, came out on yellow covers. And so yellow or giallo became the... Uh, sort of this name for these mysteries. And they have a very distinctive style. So Death Walks on High Heels from 1971, current play on Tubi, is by director Luciano Ercoli. And in it, an international jewel thief is murdered on a train, and his daughter, a, a high-class Parisian stripper, or striptease artist, I'm sorry, is, is uh, she's kind of being pursued because people feel that she may have the jewels, or so it seems. So it is... It's 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 a it's interesting in terms of a giallo because sometimes they have an, they have a, a reputation for not always making sense and this one actually everything kind of lines up it's kind of neat because the audience gets it just a hair before the character gets it what's going on and it's just a look from a character that lets you know the character got it and so it's kind of cool and then eventually the bad guy does kind of go well this is what I did ah, la, la, la. but instead of feeling really fake it it fits well and it kind of confirms or you go back and go oh yeah i saw this going on um but uh yeah it's really well um really well done it stars neves navarro as the stripper i think uh nicole rochard and uh, though she's credited as susan scott she's actually i believe she was luciano's or coley's wife at the time i believe uh, she's not given a lot to do besides strip and look like, you know, like, oh, my God, somebody's watching me. But um, it's, she, and she's a much better actress than I think she deserves for this one. But otherwise, it's still a, an excellent uh, giallo to watch. So, again, that's uh, Death Walks on High Heels. I guess uh, La Morte Camina Con i Paci Alti. My Italian is really poor, even though I'm of Italian heritage. And uh, so speaking of uh, poor Italian, I will pass this over to Zach. Oh, boy. Well, uh, you got half of that right, because I'm definitely not of Italian heritage. But <laughs> sure, I think I'm poor enough uh, to fit into that demographic. Well, I, I, also meant, wanted... I, meant your, I meant your your your. Oh, my, my mastery of... of the language. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, geez. <laughs> I yeah. assumed it was. Yeah. That, that too. That, okay, that's, that's valid. I, I do <laughs> want to give a quick shout out because I saw that Death Walks on High Hills is also on one of my favorite streaming services, which is the Arrow Player as well. So, oh, yeah, because yeah, they actually released it in a um, with a, a, a two two um, a dual disc set of Luciano Ercoli with another. It was like can't remember it's death. It was another one with Death Walks on hmm. title, and it actually starred <laughs> um, uh, his wife again, and had most of the same cast and crew but this is the better of the two uh two films were they a different kind of shoe <laughs> yeah I have, to, I have to look it up i can't remember what it was um i'll get i'll get back to you on that okay 
All right. Well, so I've got uh, I've got two picks this week that are kind of related, actually, and uh, you'll you'll find out why in a minute. So uh, my picks this week are for the the nerds out there, or actually probably not for the nerds, because if you're a, a diehard nerd, you've probably seen both of these. So maybe it's the uh, it's for the nerd curious out there who uh, who want to dip their <laughs> toes into some nerd culture. What? Who am I kidding? You're, anyone listening to this podcast is a nerd. But anyways, so my first recommendation is uh, it's actually one for the family. And this is actually a show that I've been going back and revisiting from my childhood, and it holds up surprisingly well. And I am, of course, talking about Batman, the animated series. And this is a show that first premiered in 1992. I think it ran for like 85 episodes. Uh, If you look up, it it says it's four seasons, but on IMDb, according to IMDb, it's like season one is like 65 episodes and then the following seasons are like 10 episodes i don't quite understand that but whatever i'm pretty sure they're all streaming on hbo max and while the quality of the episodes is a little bit variable especially at the beginning uh, i think even like the bad episodes are still kind of like worth watching at least once and the good episodes are definitely worth watching because if you like batman you know that this is some of the best batman stuff that's ever been adapted for the screen Like I said, I watched this a lot as a kid, and I actually realized that even now when I read, like, a Batman comic, I still hear Kevin Conroy's voice as Batman. And I also hear, despite all the other great screen interpretations of the Joker that we've had over the last, you know, 20 or 30 years, I still always hear Mark Hamill as the Joker when I'm reading the comic book. So this one obviously has his whole rogues gallery. They have kind of all of the all the characters that you're familiar with from the comics. And they also have some characters that you uh, wouldn't have been familiar with if you were watching this when it first premiered, because this is also the source of the Harley Quinn character. And uh, so it's kind of notable for... Uh, kind of spawning one of the most popular characters in his current rogues gallery. So once again, that is Batman, the animated series. It's just a phenomenal show. It is a cartoon that's ostensibly, you know, made for kids. It was obviously a weekday cartoon that was, you know, shown after school, but it is really well written. At least some of the episodes are, like I said, it's variable quality, but there are a lot of really, really great episodes that are pretty well written. And as an adult, you can kind of watch them and enjoy them on, I think, a slightly different level than you would as a kid. So uh, that is, once again, playing on HBO Max. I'm pretty sure it's all the episodes. And uh, speaking of creatures that lurk in the night and exact vengeance upon criminals, uh, I will send it over to Renee. That is me. Uh, Don't blow my cover. Um, Man, I haven't thought about that show in a million years. I feel like it used to be in the afternoon, like, Maybe before or after Animaniacs. Like it was somewhere in that. Yeah, it was part of that block because they were yeah. both WB shows. In yes. fact, I, I think uh, I think it was it was uh, some of the Bruce Tim. Sorry, I'm I'm cutting into your time here, but no, no. Or, or I th- God, was it Bruce Tim? Uh, one of the guys. Uh, I I'm totally blinking on his name now. Um, or I'm messing probably messing up the name, but well, one of the, the guy one of the guys who was responsible for creating it. I believe he had worked on the uh tiny tune adventures if you remember that so because that that like predated those shows by a little bit and then they had a bunch of uh kind of shows in the similar vein but anyways uh yeah sorry i'll shut up now oh my goodness so this movie i was flipping around the other day and i saw this um on amazon prime and i thought oh you know this is a classic i haven't seen and i think a lot of people have also not seen this movie but they like to act like they have and that movie is called when a stranger calls because everybody talks about this movie. Like, Carol Kane, she gets a phone call, and the phone call's coming from inside the house. That shit happens in, like, the first ten minutes 
uh, and I'll, I can always cut this out if you think that's too spoilery, but like <laughs> 60% of the movie is Charles Durning running around chasing uh, uh, Tony Beckley and Colleen Dewhurst is there. They they take up a significant portion of this story and it's kind of this cat and mouse game of trying to track this guy down. So I just, it's kind of strange to me that, you know, it's typical, I suppose, that people just grab that one small part of the story and that's the whole movie, which incidentally, they remade When a Stranger Calls in about 2006 and they took that 15 minutes and stretched it into the entire movie. So don't watch that movie. It stinks. Um, <laughs> so this movie, however, is quite good. It has Carol Kane and Charles Durning and Tony Beckley and Colleen Dewhurst and a bunch of other people. It is available on Amazon Prime and Tubi and Peacock and Voodoo and a couple other places. Uh, and again, that movie is called When a Stranger Calls. And I'll pass this back to Paul. <laughs> I, I liked your uh, Jay Sherman impression there, by the way. It stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's got to show. That's going to show up on a future Q-tips. Um, so, um, <laughs> you know, actually, you know, it's one of those. That's one of those films that, yeah, I actually have never seen, uh, and it's been on the list forever. So, oh, I will spoilers. definitely check it out. No, no, no. Everyone knows that part of it. I mean, that's. Different. I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. I was just like, wait, this already happened. The movie. We're only ten minutes in. <laughs> Where's the rest of the movie? Yeah, it really, so. really messed me up because I had seen the remake. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, um, jumping back into my recommendations. Uh, so my first film was a Giallo. Oh, by the way, this the second film that set was called. Death Walks at Midnight, so unfortunately they don't mention other kind of shoes. Yeah, I know. Kind of disappointing. Um, they missed an opportunity there. This film, though, this is The Bird with Crystal Plumage from 1970. It is currently playing on Amazon Prime, Con TV, never heard of that one, Fandor, Tubi, and Plex, and Screenbox, that's it. And this is Dario Argento's debut director, directorial debut, and it is probably one of the best giallos ever honest to god this is like a near perfect giallo um in it you have a uh, american uh an american author in rome witnesses uh, a murder from possibly a a serial killer that he can't stop and he 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 knows there's something he saw that's a clue and he can't remember what it is and it is um absolutely amazing it's an amazing suspense film beautiful gorgeously shot just a fantastic thing this is one not to miss uh this is sort of like i said the quintessential uh giallo and that is the bird with crystal plumage on amazon prime con tv screenbox fandor tubi and plex and speaking of quintessential giallo films it's zach <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> that was a really bad transition i am a top 10 yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> Well, I guess I could say, speaking of gloved killers. Oh, uh, we said that we wouldn't talk about that, but oh, okay. Uh, I was yeah. just kidding there. Renee, cut that, cut that Renee, out, Renee. Cut that part out. Please edit that out. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, I also, once again, have to shout out Arrow Player because Bird with Crystal Plumage is also playing on there. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I just keep mentioning them because I hope they'll start giving me a free sub at some point. It hasn't happened yet, but whatever. I can dream. Anyways. <laughs> 
So, uh, so my second pick, my second pick is actually very similar to my first pick. But uh, whereas my first pick was for the whole family, you know, you can watch it after school. You can, you know, sit down with the family after dinner and watch a couple episodes. My second pick is not for children. Please send them to bed. Please do not try to watch this with kids, even though it's a sh- superhero show. <laughs> it's uh, it's very intentionally not for children. In fact, I actually skipped watching it for a very long time because the, the trailers for like the first season before it came out, uh, like very very directly had uh, Dick Grayson saying the <laughs> the famous line "fuck Batman," and <laughs> which is very eye rolling. But uh, despite the fact that it does try to be a little bit edgy at times, it's actually a pretty good show. And I'm of course talking about Titans. And this was a show that actually premiered on, God, I don't even remember the name of the thing. DC had like its own streaming service thing. I think it was like DC Universe or something. I think it lasted for like a year or something because they realized that people didn't want to just watch like five shows uh, and pay like full price for a streaming service. So anyways, all this stuff luckily is over on HBO Max now. And I think they, I think the third season was for, for Max specifically, and they actually have a fourth season coming out soon as well. Um, But anyways, so I should probably get to what this show is about. If you're not familiar with the Titans, Titans are basically DC's kind of like younger heroes. Uh, Like I said, you've got Dick Grayson. If you're not familiar with him, he is uh, the former Robin and uh, eventually he'd be Nightwing. And you also have characters like Starfire and uh, oh God, I'm I'm blanking on some of the other characters now because uh, I didn't write them down. Uh, you also have other, uh, you have like three other Robins. Uh, you have Wonder Girl. Yeah, those, those are kind of the big ones. There are a couple of others. I don't really read a lot of DC comics, so I actually wasn't really familiar with a lot of these characters. But anyways, it's super violent. Uh, it's super over the top. It is kind of a soap opera for nerds. But uh, it's fun. Let's just say it's it's good fun. It's um, oh yeah, sorry. They also have Hawk and Dove in there. Who who can forget Hawk and Dove? Uh, I probably could have because I was only tangentially aware of them. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's very violent. It's very over the top, and it's it's kind of like obviously making an attempt to differentiate itself from some of the more like PG thirteen fare out there. At least when it originally premiered. But I think it did a pretty good job of kind of. Uh, telling some some fun stories. None of nothing is too heavy in here, but it's it's uh, it's just fun. Like I said. So, anyways, I did also want to call out because this is uh, from a uh, this is a, a very strange coincidence. Uh, Renee, uh, one of the episodes in the third season of Titans is entitled "The Call Coming from Inside the House." So, <laughs> I thought, yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, funny coincidence. So, anyways, uh, once again, the show is Titans. And it is on HBO Max. There are three seasons, uh, soon to be four. And what I, I'll, the, the last thing I'll mention about the show, I do kind of appreciate the fact they they do have some of the like more heavy hitters show up uh, occasionally, but they actually kind of don't. They, they they seem to make a point of not having all of the big names show up, which I kind of appreciate. So they they kind of let these. Um, well, I'm going to call them second stringers. I'm sure we'll get a lot of angry notes from uh, DC fans out there. But yeah, I'm oh, sorry, guys. These are second stringers. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, you know, the, the guy who can turn into a tiger, you know, there's a reason he hasn't had his, his own feature film yet. But that's fine, because like I said, this show is fun. And it, uh, it does a good job of letting these characters kind of speak for themselves. So uh, speaking of uh, teenage superheroes, uh, I'm going to throw it back to Renee for her final pick. Yes, that's right. Um, So, again, this weekend, as I mentioned, I was scrolling through the movies. And, you know, I decided to give Amazon Prime some love because I've been spending so much time on my beloved Tubi. 
However, incidentally, this movie is also available on Tubi. And, you know, so I saw the cover of this movie. I thought, oh, that looks good. I thought the name sounds vaguely familiar, and I couldn't really place why when I when I went to check the list, because I thought, well, this might be something I could recommend. Uh, it was on there because Zach recommended it uh, last year. And that movie is Edge of the Axe. It is a kind of, it just feels like a good old American slasher movie, but it's not gory. So if you are somebody that's squeamish about like, you know, the gory aspects of slasher movies, I think you would be fine watching this on a scale of one to five bags of blood. I don't even think they used one completely. Um, so not very gory. It's a, you know, kind of a fun little whodunit. Um, there's computers from the early days when you had to write things in like DOS. Um, so it was, it was fun. It was, um, it was just kind of a fun, goofy 80s slasher, and I enjoyed it. And this movie, again, Edge of the Axe, it is available. Oh, and also, the last time Winzak recommended it, it was not available on Amazon Prime. So I would like to let everybody know, if you passed it up last time because you didn't have these services, you can now watch it on Amazon Prime and also Shudder and Tubi and AMC+. And, uh, yeah. You know where else you can see Edge of the Axe, Renee? Would that be the Arrow Player? <laughs> you can also see it on one of my favorite streaming services, the Arrow Player. Yes. <laughs> I, I just want to say, I just, I want to, I want to second that pick. And uh, I mean, you mentioned computers. Like, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, this movie should not be as enjoyable as it is because there's this entire subplot that like, like dominates the second to third act of the film that's just all about these kids like talking over a computer and it should be really stupid and boring and somehow it manages not to be so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna second this pick it's 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 a lot of fun if you like 80s uh kind of uh, i don't don't know if you i don't know if i'd call it campy i guess it is campy but if you like a little tiny bit like yeah not yeah yeah Yeah. but it's it's different let's just say it's it's different Mm -hmm. than most of the uh, like uh, American-made, uh, you know, horror slashers that you would have seen around the time. Because I think I think it was made yes. in America, but it was made by a uh, was it a, was it Spanish a Spanish director? It was yeah. And actually, so, thank you for mentioning that. I just looked it up, and apparently, some of it was filmed in Madrid. Oh, oh. okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got a it's got a very unique lens. Let's just say that. I agree. I enjoyed it. So I think that's. I think that's all we have for today. Hey, does anybody have anything to sing us out with? Oh, why? Well, I, I just happened to. <gasps> yeah. So I was thinking, you know, I've got two Italian films and being of Italian heritage, I was like, well, I could sing a, you know, it's it's a, a Italian, Italian-American, we sung by an Italian-American pop classic. Um, and it was actually based on a Sicilian song, which is not Italian, Sicilian, and I'm half Sicilian as well, so I figure I could. So this is everyone's favorite. It's it's A Compare by Julius LaRosa. You can sing along if you want. Hey, compare, ci vuoi suonare, chi si suona un friscaletto, e come si suona un friscaletto, un friscaletto, tipiti tipiti ta. 
Ehi hey, compare, ci può suonare, chi si suona, un saxofono, ecco come si suona, un saxofono, tu 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 tu, un saxofono, un friscaletto, tipiti tipiti ta. Ehi compare, ci può suonare, chi si suona, un mandolino, ecco come si suona, un mandolino. Shelly! Shelly! Shelly, help us! For the weekend of July 15th, Paul recommended Death Walks on High Heels, available on Tubi and Aeroplayer and The Bird with Crystal Plumage, available on Prime Video, Tubi, Canopy, Aeroplayer, Screenbox, Plex, and Flix Flings. Zachary recommended Batman, the animated series, available on HBO Max, and Titans, available on HBO Max. I recommended When a Stranger Calls, available on Prime Video, Peacock, Hoopla, Voodoo, Tubi, and Canopy. And Edge of the Axe, available on Prime Video, Tubi, Shudder, Fandor, Dark Matter TV, and Aeroplayer.